0: Now from dry skin to the best sun creams we're putting your skin related questions to today's expert which is the uh, owner of The Skin Nerd Jennifer Rock Jennifer good afternoon Hello how are you? I'm not bad well I'm, I'm I'm back from a week's holidays and I've um, you know that kind of dry skin feeling that you get what do you recommend? Dry, do you know what I think because you're in
1: heat and you're perhaps having hot showers it tends to take a lot of the natural oils from the skin so it's all about inside out always so looking at the diet to make sure that you're really getting the essential fatty acids in there to essentially it's like the skin's internal moisturiser it's like a lubricant internally but secondly it's about what product you apply on top so don't over exfoliate I think we tend to lean on exfoliation whether it's a body brush or whether it's something quite aggressive with a granule in it because we want to get rid of that dry scaly feeling but if you overdo that you cause irritation and interestingly it will actually cause more dryness so just being aware of that so your moisturiser a typical emollient hydrating slather it on and just ideally put it on while the skin is wet so while you've your shower or your bath get out put on the body lotion. Wet. Yeah so your skin's more permeable. So science and data will show that your skin is slightly more permeable which is relevant to your face if you're cleansing and then you put on your serums or your moisturisers whilst your skin is wet. Don't dry in between application you will actually get a better benefit from that product.
0: And put on your body like in your arms you get out of the shower wet and put on the, the moisturiser You
1: could pat yourself dry a little oh, bit right. but not <laughs> to the point of dry dry You get. No, I don't mean that you have the shower still running and putting a moisturiser on but putting it on while the skin is a little bit more moist you will actually get a lot better penetration of the product so it's, it just carries that little bit of euro yeah. that you spend a little bit further
0: Okay good stuff um, This texter the number actually sorry I should give that out first of all the text number if you have a question here for Jennifer today it's 53106 or you can call us either 1800 453 106. You can chat to Jennifer yourself here on the programme. Mairead has done just that. She's on the line. Mairead what, Mairead, what is your question? Good afternoon for Jennifer.
2: Good afternoon, Good afternoon, Jennifer. I'm delighted to be able to talk to Jennifer. I'm a big fan. Oh,
1: good.
2: But, oh, um, thanks, Mairead. Yeah, um, I've been using retinaldehyde for over a year now, the Medicaid brand, and the results have been absolutely amazing. But I'm ready to move up to tretinoin now, and I was just wondering... Do dermatologists in Ireland prescribe tretinoin just for anti aging purposes? I know they use it to treat acne, but I don't have acne.
1: That's no, a great question. It's not as commonly prescribed here, as far as I'm aware, as it might be, say, in the UK or in the states. But it's definitely something. If you can get a, if you can get an appointment with a dermatologist to speak to them about it, can I just ask you out of curiosity? For those that don't know a little bit about of A, what results have you seen in the past year? Is it different in lines, wrinkles, pigment, texture?
2: It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's a brilliant medication. I, I, moved, I started really slowly. I started with retinol, and then I started uh, using Medicaid on the lowest um, strength three, and I gradually worked up to strength ten. But the results have been phenomenal. Like people are commenting on my skin. The wrinkles have around well, my eyes completely diminished, especially underneath my eyes and um, around my mouth, my forehead, everything. Like I've actually been accused of using Botox by my kids, and I haven't. I haven't had Botox. Like it's been phenomenal. Like.
1: Yeah. It's such, That's where skin, I think, becomes such an emotional piece because you like to see it in your own skin. I mean, the, the proof is in the pudding and I always encourage people to take photographs on day one of using any active product, such as what you've been using and then monitor it over the year. But there's something about other people that are close to you to give you a compliment that it really resonates and you, you truly believe mm. in it then, right? I think, I think I would actually go to my GP first and foremost. There's a lot of prescription medication that you can get from a skincare perspective. I suppose the reality is it's less aesthetic focused. It's more so, as you say, problematic or pigmentation. Yeah. But trying to find the right doctor is definitely the key or persevere as you are and perhaps bring in perhaps another brand that is a there's a lot of brands uh, such as Zio or Obagi which are in the aesthetic sector but they're medical led that could perhaps give you a higher dosage of international units of the vitamin A well
2: oh, that's great With um what did
1: you say? The brands' name again? So the brands are ZO, so ZO, uh, or Obagi. So they're actually both the same founder, but owned by different companies now. And that man is a genius when it comes to skincare. And honestly, you can almost tell when somebody is using those brands because they're medical led. They're not the cosmetic mm. piece that we tend to talk okay. about.
0: Maru, thanks a million for your question. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for for contacting us here today. 1800 453 106 is the number if you do want to get in touch with us on the program. This texter wondering, um, please ask the skin nerd what would you recommend for facial scouring
1: scarring is an interesting one. there's different types of scarring so it depends if it's indented if it's raised if it's pigmented either that it's red or darker in the area that's had the trauma so it is hard to tell without having a picture for example but by and large SPF to prevent against further scar tissue is important if you've excess light which we're hoping to get over the coming Mm -hmm. days right if you've excess light it does tend to add issue or more probability to scarring then depending again what the cause of the the scarring is it's all about honestly that last caller just said it's all about vitamin A vitamin A is essentially an ingredient that clinically proven dermatologist led facialist no matter what qualification you have within the skincare sector it's unanimously agreed that it has the impact and the ability to repair the skin where it's actually created whereas we spoke about moisturiser earlier when you put a moisturiser on it's really hydrating but it's topical it'll only penetrate so far whereas vitamin A when used in a serum format when it's applied to the skin will help to regenerate the collagen and elastin that's degraded as a result of the trauma another thing to consider is something it's called tyrosinase inhibitors so essentially it means that it's slowing down the rate at which there's an over pigment in the skin vitamin C is a great example Mm. niacinamide is another example otherwise known as vitamin B3 those serums are readily available honestly pop it into Google you'll see mountains of brands now that just are led by ingredient only and they really will help to regenerate the skin if it's severe it might be or if it's really debilitating it definitely is worthwhile speaking to a doctor getting a referral to a dermatologist could be that you need to go to a local clinic that's nurse led and they could do treatments like uh, Fraxel or it's essentially more I suppose um, IPL or I don't want to say aggressive because it sounds negative but they're quite they're slightly more invasive than yeah. what you get in the okay. typical beauty salon and they will help to regenerate the skin alongside what you do at
0: home. Okay I hope that helps for that texter who texted in about that 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch. This listener Jennifer is looking for a 50 plus sunscreen for your face that's not greasy.
1: So yeah, first of all always always love that it's an SPF 50 so I tend to always advocate either a 30 or a 50 by and large a 50. Why? Because that's what the Irish Cancer Society say to do and unfortunately skin cancer is one of the increasing cancers that we tend to suffer from on this island which might sound quite shocking when you think about the fact that we celebrate when we mm. verticom is get the sun but a 50 is essentially when you apply it the only thing I'd say about a 50 is don't lure yourself or fall into this false sense of security that by putting a 50 on you think tick the box grand I'm done for the day you really aren't it's about how much you apply so if you're applying it to the body it's about 35 mils is what the Irish Cancer Society say to apply it to the full body which works out if you work it out say parts of the body might show it be the face. So you'd be applying half a teaspoon amount from your collarbone right up to your forehead. So the amount you apply is important. Or another easier way to do it, because I don't tend to have a teaspoon (laughs) beside my SPF, look at your two fingers or your forefinger and your middle finger and apply a full length of both of those to the face and reapplying every two hours is important. What I love about this question is that it is actually about the consistency. So you have to like the consistency. Otherwise, let's not lie, you're not going to apply it. So there's a couple of brands. La Roche-Posay have a beautiful lightweight product. Avene is another affordable pharmacy brand if I may say our own skin yeah, ingredients yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful shield has a nice peachy tint to it so it really is about finding an SPF that you enjoy and honestly go to the pharmacy and try, trial it on yeah. the back of the hand, see how it looks and see how you find it
0: How long should you leave the face um, sunscreen on your face before you apply makeup?
1: Great question so really, again back to the point of how much you apply and wh- how you apply it is quite important so patting it on rather than rubbing it in and let it soak in before you might if you're a makeup wearer go on to put any other product on if you for example say I put my my SPF on and I am putting on foundation and I don't wait. If you think about the SPF I've just applied to my cheek and then I get my mm, big blusher brush and just I'm rubs, moving yeah. it all around. So even coverage is really key. So leaving it for a couple of minutes ideally before. So I often do my skincare while my SPF is drying, brush the old teeth and away I go.
0: I, I have a sort of a sneaky question for you. So when you do that and you put the SPF on and all that and that's grand and then later in the day and you're outside and you're all, all of that, where are you on the um, over the makeup? spray sunscreen then for a top up
1: Love this question. So essentially, you're right. No matter whether you apply a 30 or a 50, we will still always stipulate to reapply your SPF every two hours whilst in direct sunlight. So with that, it's important that you apply the correct amount. So ideally, my first preference is always going to be to use a liquid. So again, your two finger lengths, people think, how will I do that over makeup Mm. now? You you genuinely can, particularly if you go for a mineral-based SPF. So things, if you look at the back of the ingredient list, it's called your inky list titanium dioxide zinc oxide essentially they're minerals so when you put those onto the skin it, your skin almost sees it and recognises it if there's makeup on it'll just sit into it which is perfection so when you look for those ingredients and you reapply it applying it is important spritzes um, for me the jury's out I think the problem that I have with spritzes over makeup throughout the day is that we tend not to apply enough on because we feel too wet too soon so we don't put the full amount on back to that two finger length apl- application rule okay. and so when you don't so let's say I'm spraying a 50 on but oh goodness I feel that I look too shiny so I stopped. Yeah. So then you're right, out with the powder. The yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't have 50 on then so arguably you have what 20 25 on okay. so you're you're potentially not applying enough. That's my only consideration I'd say with spritzes but better to reapply with something than not to apply at all.
0: Nile is with us on the programme as well. Nile, what's your question for Jennifer today? I, I, I was just wondering
2: could you advise uh, uh, I suppose a skincare routine preferably for the face for obviously a male but a beginner who who generally just washes their face in the morning and maybe puts on a little bit of moisturiser, but trying to, I suppose, increase that um, um, look in terms of the face and just making sure that the skincare is good. from a a
1: male point of view I suppose. Good stuff. Brilliant. Firstly I think it's great to hear that men are becoming increasingly more and more aware of skin. For me skin as you always know I say on the show it's about skin health it's not about vanity per se but there is societal pressure for us to feel slightly more healthy and I think the males aren't getting away with it as they might have done in the past so the pressure unfortunately is on on all genders. In terms of skin to be honest at a natal physiology level we're by and large similar. We're not the exact same there's more density with male skin there's obviously more hair etc so there's more things to consider. If you think about a typical man they might tend to shave on a regular basis which means by default they're almost mechanically exfoliating by taking away top dead skin cells whilst trying to take away the hair. So it really is as simple as you're doing it right now to be honest if you're cleansing and SPFing every day that's key. If you do have any facial hair be it in the shape of a moustache or a facial beard make sure you really cleanse through that area and do apply your SPF to that area the hair isn't fully covering everything and then it's no surprise what I'm going to suggest vitamin A in a serum capacity would be ideal or vitamin C coming in this summer month why firstly as humans we don't make vitamin C secondly it's a really powerful photoprotector essentially meaning that it's not that it is an SPF for the skin but it essentially adds to any SPF protection mm. you're having because it's a natural antioxidant so it fights against the free radical and the sun is probably the largest free radical that we'd be exposed to So the routines are basically the same then? They really don't have to differ. Unfortunately, where the skincare sector falls down is that it's very marketing-led and less about education, and so it feeds into emotion. And when you look at the skincare aisles for days and days, you'll start to notice that they do position male skincare slightly differently. Obviously, there might be the need for shaving balms and aftershave balms, etc., that maybe a typical female may not need. But by and large, it's the same as Niall should eat his fruit, his veg, his carbs, his you know, essential fatty acids, as should I, who identify as female. So by and large, the, the baseline ingredients that we need are similar it's just packaging that tends to differ
0: and the same brands as well there's nothing in in particular you'd by and large if you look at the male
1: predominant brands they tend to have more inverted commas masculine lead fragrance but I would try to encourage particularly for men that do shave to step away from the fragrance because fragrance can at time cause irritation if you're shaving plus putting fragrance on it tends to just add to the issues I
0: hope that helps Nile thanks very much yeah no bother at all thanks a million 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to join us if you have a question here for Jennifer Rock today this listener is wondering about what age should she start her daughter with a skincare routine
1: this is a great question. Mm. I suppose typically we tend to say it depends on the, the reasoning behind it. So if it's problem led, if it's problematic skin, you know, the sooner the better so that it doesn't affect their confidence or their healing ability in years to come. By and large if we treat the skin from a hygienic perspective it is just cleansing and washing with regular good quality shower gels or face washes while they're quite small getting them into the habit of it whilst they're brushing their teeth to me is definitely a, an absolute whilst they're out in the sun. So I suppose I'd say when they're tiny tiny, so you're talking preschool age, you're talking about perhaps the separate cleanser in the shower for them rather than the really astringent body-led alcohol-based fragrance shower gels that we might be exposing our kids to when they get near to school age. So cleansing and SPF is key. Then when they get towards the pre-teenage or they start to get into teenager world uh, which I've just come out the other well my son's 18 so not quite at the other side <laughs> so I can relate but it's about ingredients such as salicylic acid which is a beta-hydroxy acid essentially it's related to aspirin it's extremely anti-inflammatory brilliant antibacterial ingredient. They're ones to have in the bathroom cabinet Okay the spot that comes now and again yeah. and you can use low levels of vitamin A not like the first colour where we spoke about it from an ageing perspective but more so because it has the ability to repair the skin so if you think about yourself at 12 or 13 your skin's generally unless you have a condition your skin's generally in quite a good place so trying to maintain that and give your skin topically the ingredients it needs whilst you're working on the child's diet to make sure they're healthy inside mm. do the same on the outside
0: Just a final one here this texture says I've really dry skin around my neck shoulders back it feels scaly I've never never had it before I'm just wondering what should I do or how can I get rid of it?
1: If it's something that's triggered and you don't understand the reason behind it do always talk to a pharmacist about it perhaps even a doctor if needs be but body brushing is a I'm not a huge fan of what we call mechanical exfoliation essentially when you'd use grits and scrubs but me- body brushing is essentially something you get in your local pharmacy it's quite a lot it looks like a long toothbrush to be completely honest and you brush in upwards motions always towards the heart to help the circulatory system which really benefits skin but it, it really does help to slough off any superficial Dead skin cells. Don't go inverse commas at it. You don't want to be too aggressive and pummel the skin. And then back to what we said yeah. at the start: looking at the skin inside, essential fatty acids, hydrating ingredients internally. Sometimes, controversially, will actually help the skin more than any body lotion because you're really giving the skin the hydration it needs where it's been created, rather than just the dead skin cells on the top.
0: One final one: I'm a woman in my mid-thirties. I've no major skin issues. Would you re- could you please recommend as three must-haves in the skin regime for after cleansing? Priorities are preventing ageing and keeping a glow.
1: So serum and SPF are my absolute go-to. So within the serum realm, it would be the vitamin A, the vitamin Bs, the vitamin Cs. So it's literally the, the first three letters of the alphabet. It, <clears throat> excuse me, if you can find those in, in a serum or three different serums, once it's affordable for you and you can consistently apply it, do it. And then back to that SPF. SPF is arguably eighty percent of the reason that we tend to age sooner than our chronological age. So SPF is probably
0: the most important product you could apply. Okay! Wow, eighty percent. Eighty percent of photo right. damage is
1: caused by by the sun, excess sunlight. So SPF is key to shield against that.
0: Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Rock, the Skin Nerd. Jennifer, thanks a million for Thank joining you. us. Yes, um, of course, as always, I should say on the program, you can get more details too on Jennifer's Instagram page uh, at the Skin Nerd there as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.